Right, what's cracking, lovely people? Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist specialising in sports nutrition by trade. Thank you for downloading and listening in. The podcast generally focuses on nutrition, movement and outdoor experiences. This is the start of season four. So if you're new to the show, I've almost 150 episodes up and available to you. So after you've listened to this one, look back at some of the others and see which titles resonate with you. And I hope you find something useful. The show is supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. Use Matt10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. If you're keen on exploring natural sports nutrition-based products for fueling recovery purposes, definitely take a look. I use one of their uh, Ultimate Greens powders, a tablespoon in the morning in one of my smoothies. And when I'm doing ultramarathons, I love to use their Chia Seed Energy Gels. They sit really well. The show is also supported by Attack the Day, and Attack the Day was founded three years ago by two best mates, Sam and Rory, who met through rowing. They then went on to compete in Ironmans against each other, and now they run ATD and seek to inspire others through a shared passion for mountaineering, outdoor adventures, and all things fitness. So ATD combined fitness, adventure, and the outdoors in order to bring together a community of like-minded athletes and weekend warriors who love getting outside for epic adventures and inspire others to live a more active and healthy lifestyle. Check them out and check out their great outdoor adventure and fitness clothing. So as a listener to the show, you can get a healthy discount on their clothing by using the code MAT20 for 20% discount on your first order. So a new one to the show this season, Jim Jam. Jim Jam has been created to empower people to achieve more, create sustainable change and make a positive difference in the lives of others. It is a digital platform of genuine human interaction where you get a design coach designated coach, sorry, who helps you achieve goals through regular in-app messaging and video calls. Each coach is trained in an evidence-based approach called motivational interviewing to truly put the customer health and well-being at the heart of everything they do. So everything you need for Jim Jam, ATD and 33 Fuel Lovely People, it's in the show notes. And if you like the show, please share it with someone. Ultimately, it's the only way the show will grow. Also, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud and leave me a comment or review. On Apple Podcasts, that'd be brilliant. So today I've Dr. Sarah Bailey on the show, aka the gym medic. Dr. Sarah Bailey is also uh, the the sports medicine doctor for Worcester uh, Warriors Women's Rugby Club, and she's also a PT. So I think this is going to be a good one, lovely people. And I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into things. Right, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you very much for having me on. Look, it's, it's great that you've allocated some time to speak to me. And before the call, we we both kind of uh, agreed that we're pretty caffeinated. So that's good. Hopefully the conversation will flow. Um, so I think literally the first yeah, exactly. thing. Yeah, the first thing to, to, I think, understand, get the listeners on board. How are you coping at the moment? And, and where are you at the moment with everything going on? quite the year hasn't it for everybody in so many different ways everybody's had their difficulties um but i think overall i feel quite grateful um that i'm working as a doctor and i have been for the last year so that kind of for me gives me a sense of control over this situation in that i feel like i'm able to do something to help um and i'm happy in the of Birmingham as a GP registrar um, and another thing I'm grateful for is working still in the rugby team that I work in as a sports medic and doctor because fortunately we've come under the um, elite sports framework 
which means we can now still continue um, and that's with the Worcester Warriors women so that again gives me a sense of normality able to go and watch some sport be around some sport treat some acute stuff which the GP side of things I do miss when I'm working in GP um, especially now as a lot of things are on the phone so I feel quite grateful actually and you probably caught me on a good week because I'm on annual leave so I think I've had a lot of time to reflect regroup I mean we've all changed our routine a thousand times haven't we this year but I've had time to change that she probably caught me in a good mood and as we said after coffee so that is always good excellent Excellent. High energy in the mornings. I love it. And look, there's a few things to unpick there. Um, I think firstly, it sounds like there's obviously a lot going on. So what what does a typical week, if you have one, look like for you around the sports medicine work with, with, with Worcester Warriors women's around your GP work and things like that? Do you have set days or is it is it kind of um, a bit a bit kind of topsy turvy with everything going on? It's um gives me routine actually work. It, we do have set days, which is from a GP perspective. Um, I'm full, so I work the time, and um, also on top of that, I'm doing training as a ST two. So I'm in my second year of training. So basically, it means that I do my GP majority of the week, and then on a Tuesday evening, I'll head down to the Warriors to do my clinic. And then on the Sunday, depending on the week, I'll be doing my game days um, if they are at home. So I'll be able to go down to the club, watch some rugby, treat some injuries and be there to keep the girls safe, not only from acute injury point of view, but from a COVID point of view, because obviously we've got lots of protocols to be followed to make sure everybody, including staff, are kept safe. Oh, brilliant. And are you are you a rugby fan or like you said, you, you're into just like sports and performance generally and this was a club that you that you're interested in because it was in the area like how did you get into that originally I was unsure when I left university as as a medic what I would go into I think I I toyed with the idea of A&E because I like the acute side of things I toyed with the idea of GP because I like the kind of longevity of care and then I realized actually what do I love as well being outdoors and that pre-hospital care side of things can be done on the side of GP so I thought gosh okay how can I do this I've loved rugby for for a long well I say a long while my mum used to say it was really aggressive and would be worried that I've watched it which still to this day makes me laugh but um I caught up with rugby probably when I was in 18 19 at uni and then started playing it much to her dismay and since then I've just absolutely loved the sport always watching BT sport at the weekend even if I'm not working the rugby and yeah so since then I've loved it and I guess it as with many great things it came about by chance a friend of mine that after I'd been on a sports medicine course messaged me and said oh I've just seen on Twitter the Warriors women also known back then as the Worcester Valkyries because it was when they were separate it was about four or five years ago now um said that there's a job why don't you apply for it I applied for it expecting to barely get an interview and actually got the job. Um, and then it's kind of gone from there, really. So I've been there since. Yeah, so like you said, it was kind of unexpected, but then it sounds like obviously you're quite keen to just dive in full feet and hands first and, and get into it and you can marry up that passion. And I think what I picked up on there was working outdoors too, which must be great for morale, obviously, because you get to feel the 
you know, that kind of buzz. It's hard to describe, isn't it? If you if you haven't gone to live sport before or you haven't seen or lucky enough to be around, you know, professional athletes, men, women, whoever it is that, that obviously do these things for a living. There's a real air. There's a real buzz. And I think it's, um, it's something that I certainly used to feed off. Like how do you how do you find that kind of work? Do you have a different uh, a different kind of way of doing things when you're going into the GP side, acute care, working with people in terms of health and things like that? I know we're going to get into the the gym medic stuff and and your fitness background, but then when you're into that elite sports side, do you do you feel that real difference, or is it just bringing back things to you know they are obviously human beings as well. Um, you build relationships with them just like you build relationships with your other other patients. How how how's the kind of difference in energies and, and work environments there? How does that work for you? It's a really interesting one actually. It is so completely different, as I'm sure you found working in kind of depending on where you're working in nutrition. And I think certainly in the GP practices, especially at the moment, because it's all on um, online or on the phone, you kind of get a bit of continuity of care with your patients you chat to them for 10 minutes they might call you back and have a chat but obviously if you flip that over to the sports side of things a lot of our girls have been with us for three four five years in some cases so you do really get to know them you get to know when they're having a bad day you get to know what injuries they've had there's so much banter around the club as well and it's just such a like fun environment to be around obviously when things get scary and um, there's some acute injury that's when my brain kind of flips from I'm in a sport environment it's a little bit more relaxed because you have to be to keep keep the players on side but then at that moment that's when things switch into your more professional right I'm a doctor here let's go Um, and I think it's it's a it's an interesting thing to do to work in two very different environments because you have to make sure that you're switching between your kind of frames of mind and your way you work really to make sure that you're maximizing um your your job role really because if i acted as i did at the gp practice very very professionally with the girls i think it would really put a block between us and i don't think i would seem as approachable but it's really important that you keep that kind of distance really with your patients in in the kind of gp perspective because actually that's a slightly different more professional in a way environment though we're working in professional sport so i don't know if i've explained it very well but you do definitely have to act in different ways in different roles and i think that is quite nice i find because it keeps things exciting and interesting and challenges you from day to day on the days where maybe you've not had a coffee and you need to keep keep up and running (laughs) I, i understand that and i think it's quite clear for the listeners and yeah, you, you know, to unpick that, you obviously wear a few different hats. And like you said, in terms of that sports performance side of things, when, when you know, shit hits the fan, so to speak, you are obviously into that mode where you're looking to, to care for these people and, and their, their health and, and, you know, making sure that things don't get worse is top priority. But um, I don't know if James mentioned to you before, like we had a bit of a chat about it. And um, I was, uh, I actually started my nutrition career at Worcester Warriors um so i so i interned there yeah so like seeing some of your little videos and things like i I saw one on instagram the other day and for the listeners i'll pop that into um 
the show notes so that they can follow follow you on there you know there's I think it was a sprinting drill or something like that and I remember the uh yeah. that that indoor training center I know it's changed a bit now there never used to be uh all all the all the kind of gym equipment and weightlifting equipment in there but it's um I, 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 it completely transforms me back to when you were speaking there about finding that balance between getting to know them as as athletes and people and keeping them you know feeling like you're you're both on the same level and on the same side and then when things do turn and you do need to do your job or as as in my case I used to have to make sure supplementation's going right and sitting in player interviews about their diets and things like that and it's uh yeah it's interesting and challenging but but really rewarding so um I th- yeah I, th- I think it's obviously clear uh what what you were saying there and um it's is it you're also at the stage where um you 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 do have the flexibility to to do a few different roles like in your mind are you still are you still trying to discover a certain pathway for where you want to go in terms of your career i know obviously you're you're learning as you go we're, we're both quite young um you being in a doctor a position as a doctor and i'm obviously practitioner around yeah. nutrition and things again i watched a bit of a youtube video where you broke it down a bit about um you know your your kind of career path and your mindset there i think that could be something to just have a little bit of a discussion about now yeah absolutely i think i've always been of the mindset that now is the time i think if you're going to do something and you want to do something then you may as well try and i think initially when i thought about sport as a career i thought i need a gp to do it and would have is behind where i am now so i think I've always been a person to have kind of, like you said, wear different hats and, and kind of keep my, I want to keep my exciting in that respect, but also have, um, I'm very lucky to have a stable career in the NHS. But I think it's, it's something that I'm still paving my way. I'd like to say, and when I am a GP, I'd like to have what's known in the medical world as a portfolio career. So you do some GP, you might also have a master's in sport X uh, and do some musculoskeletal clinics, or you may also work a bit in sport. So you have that flexibility to do a few different things. I wouldn't say I have my kind of full career path till I'm, I nearly said 55, but I'll probably be 90, won't I, by the time I retire? Yeah, um, you're not allowed to I, stop. I, yeah, I have... <laughs> exactly. I will never stop. We need you. You do work a day life, you do what you love, something like that. I think to a certain extent, I agree with that, but also to a certain extent, whatever you do, there will be days where you absolutely hate it. And I think uh, I, I haven't found exactly the route that I want to go, Um and like I said, I think over my career path, there will be lots of things that come and go to just keep keep me interested and excited. Um, and certainly one of the things that I, I'm working towards having as part of my kind of string of things that I do is getting my personal training and ha- being able to help people in that respect um, with from a fitness and health point of view, because that's something that I feel at times I don't have the time to do in GP. So actually, and it's something that I really love so actually by completing that and being able to have that as another kind of string to my bow I think um that will really serve me and also serve the people hopefully that I will be working with Mm. I think that's a brilliant segue to go into some of that stuff so obviously what we've discussed 
to begin with, uh, uh, you know, all the listeners aren't always going to see unless obviously they follow um, your Instagram for snippets of Worcester Warriors women. Obviously, if they follow the team, they'll see bits. Your GP work is obviously behind closed doors. So the stuff that's front facing to the public is the, you know, the gym medic, your your website, um, your your obviously social media handles and all these things. So it'll be cool to dig into that a bit more. Obviously, you've explained about why why you want to um, work with people in terms of physical activity, physical preparation and things there. Um, so how, you know, how is that side of things going? And, and are, you, are you enjoying the uh, documenting it, really? Obviously, when you have the time, you know, through through the social media channels and things, they're obviously such great tools to be able to just let people know what you're doing yourself physically, you know, what you're learning. Um, so, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Obviously, that's how I found out about you, too. So be cool to dig into that for a few minutes. Yeah, for sure. I think it started when this is one of the times where I thought I can't start it until I'm a doctor. And that is one of the only, you should have regrets. That's one of the only things I think, gosh, I should have started it before, um, maybe when I was at university. Um, So that was against what I usually do. But as soon as I left university, I changed my handle to the gym medic and basically started uh, documenting my journey from a fitness point of view, because I'd gone from doing five, six times a week of playing sport. I was playing lacrosse and rugby, um, along with kind of doing other med sock sports. And I literally flipped to being a doctor and not having any time for myself. I just thought, gosh, this is going to be a great way for me to keep accountable and um, used other people's prying eyes, really, to make sure that I feel like I'm keeping going even in the moments where I think gosh I don't I really don't want to move today even though that's maybe what my body and mind needed so that's where it initially started and then obviously the uh the kind of rugby side has come in as a little bit of part of that and then as I've started to do my PT training some of that's come into that and I share a little bit of lifestyle stuff as well and I think one of the things that I've been trying to do over the years is break down that barrier between what I share is me as a doctor and me as a human, because we are all human and it is a very difficult line to tread uh, with regards to social media and being a medic, because you want to make sure that you're producing content that you believe in and that you think will be helpful, but also you need to keep that professional line there because, and have accountability for what you post and make sure that you're only promoting things. So is always, I'm always learning with it. And there'll be times, I'll be honest, where I just say, gosh, this is just too much. And then sometimes we get to speak to people like yourself and that all got so in this our message sort about this book. I've read this really great and more soul searching and learning. And I think overall I find it really rewarding. It's a great way, like you said, a platform to to link with people that you may not have previously been able to link with and also share with them some of the information like you mentioned from kind of video Google, I have no clue about it when I was leaving uni we didn't really have we didn't get told much either you're going to be a GP a medic or a surgeon off you go that's how I felt and I just wasn't sure if any of those fit so I think more and more medics are coming out on Instagram to kind of share that sort of stuff and it's I, I find it really really helpful breaking down as I say that barrier between people being doctors and actually people being human because on your social media that's what you need real people doing real stuff real struggles real life really so that's where I'm trying to take 
my the gym medic too over the next kind of 2021 excellent no yeah I, I really agree with that and um yeah what i'm hearing is obviously you started it in terms of i like that accountability piece um why not i think it's very powerful and i think it's things where when i speak to people on a different level about physical activity and you know changing a dietary approach and things like that if you are accountable if you have a coach or if you've got a blog or if you sign up to a race or if you let someone know about it on social media um yeah it's a very simple way to make sure that you go and do something um and then obviously it snowboard like you said you then speak to people they pick up little nuggets they learn a bit more about you they see the side of you where you're outside of work and and you're passionate about a certain form of exercise or you're doing something food wise before a training session or you're you're just implementing some kind of recovery tool because you put in quite a few maybe strength sessions or quite a few endurance sessions through the week so yeah it's 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 a great way to obviously it's a great way to get a window into what you're up to but then I think we do forget when we're just posting all the time and wrapped up in our busy weeks and things like that people get quite a lot from it but it doesn't mean they're always going to be um they're going to be um right lovely people we're back sorry about that a few technical issues um anyway we'll I'll wrap I'll try and wrap that point up we obviously discussed a little bit about um your your kind of front facing public facing gym medic um instagram website and all the good stuff around around that so i think um yeah my other question was in in terms of all that content what what else are you looking forward to if we're obviously starting a new year i know obviously you're busy um you've got a week off trying to kind of trying to um relax a little bit to an extent but is there anything you're looking forward to or, or you've got planned with the gym medic side of things or is it continuing to just document your life as it is around all of the awesome stuff that you're doing at the moment i think thanks very much i try and be awesome but you know we don't always succeed (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i think what i'm gonna try and do really over the next next couple of weeks is arrange some instagram lives with different people who i find fascinating and i think you'll add to um my followers information base knowledge base um and really value value add um to the profile so that's going to be my main thing over the next few months probably making sure that um because that's what i enjoy i enjoy talking to people i enjoy learning from people um and i enjoy that live aspect of things as well uncut like you said not too much editing and just go and see where the conversation takes you so i think that's going to be the main thing for the next few months making sure that I it's not just me on there it's lots of different people who can add lots of value to the profile for for anyone that follows and what kind of areas are you you thinking about discussing with some of these guests and things what are you interested in so I think um main things that will be discussed is there'll be a little bit of doctors discussing some things that they're they're interested in whether that be lifestyle medicine sports medicine um Nutrition as well will be one of the points covered. And then um, I'd like to get people on about mindsets and also uh, to talk about routine and consistency. Because certainly in my kind of fitness journey, it's the routine and the consistency that I struggle with. And over this year, we've had to change our routine loads of times. So I think not only for me, it would be helpful, but I think for a lot of people at the moment, having changed their routine loads, actually that side of things could be 
very, very helpful. So, I mean, if anyone listens to this and thinks, do you know what? I've got a lot to share and I think I'd be great on uh, an Instagram Live, then do drop me a message at the gym medic and we can sort something out. Yeah, 100%. I'll put all of that information in the show notes. And I think that's that's how all these good conversations come about, really. People hear little snippets on podcasts or, um, you know, they come across uh, someone's page. And then there is that ability now, like you said, with the lives or with the ability to have quick conversations with people and, and share it, then the, the value's really there. And then also, like you said, someone can come forward and share a lot of their experiences, um, which I think is brilliant. Now, I'll, I'll definitely look out for that. And it's just, it's so handy to kind of pop some of those discussions on, or if you save them down as videos that you can access again. Um, you know, I do those kind of things all the time for just further learning, geeking out, all that kind of stuff. And then you just grab a little snippet, even if it's five or 10 minutes, like you said, oh, I haven't really considered that in terms of um especially with behavior change and habits and things like that i'm trying to go through a bit of this motivational interviewing technique i'm finding that quite interesting so anytime someone else another practitioner or a doctor or someone is speaking about you know how the, how they kind of converse with with patients or, or clients whatever you want to call them and, and they're trying to um you know facilitate behavior change and things i'm always grabbing little bits writing a few things down um, so yeah, if you're listening to this, I think you should definitely stay in touch with that. And uh, it's good. It's good that that you're going to be bringing other people onto the page, and and you know you you can kind of grow it in that sense too. Which is, I think, it's a natural progression, isn't it? Once you've got um, con- consistent, well, that probably doesn't make sense. Not consistent followers, but once you've got people that are interacting with the page, and you know they're there, they're they're enjoying some of your content, and you, then you can feel more confident to to bring others on and, and, and try and grow things in that sense? Or have you always just been quite relaxed in terms of, you know, I'm not I'm not too fussed who's who's following, how many are following, I'm always just going to post what I'd like and and I'd like to kind of do what I want? Or, or do you engage with the audience and, and see what they're interested in? You know, how does that work? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I've seen a few things that have been a bit like sly towards people asking followers what they want and been like post what you want that the followers will just come and I think I think that's a bit unfair because I think you do want to make sure that what you're posting is relevant and useful because if you're completely out of touch with your follower base then maybe you need to reconsider and, and kind of go down a different avenue for them or if it's something that you want to kind of you want to actually do what you're doing then maybe you need to change things up so I think it's for me it's a little bit of both and I and I think that's an easy answer really isn't it it's a bit of a cop-out but I think I do post what I like to post and I'll post about what I feel passionate about um especially with regards to talking about mental health and uh, mental well-being and things like that um, which goes down well and people seem to find that useful but also I do like to ask what people like and I, I remember I put up a poll I was like would you rather this 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 and it was honestly like 50 50 50 50 50 50 so in a way that is good that's good feedback because it means that I'm kind of feeding the people that were following me um with what they wanted which is good but I mean I'm always an advocate if you don't like what someone follows unfollow them find someone that you do so I think my journey has evolved I'm sure my follower base has evolved and changed over time and that's fine because I think that's how we are as humans we evolve people might evolve with us or just think gosh Sarah's talking a lot about mental health and I don't really want to hear about that and unfollow me. But others might think, gosh, that's really value-added for me. I really want to follow. So I think it does evolve over time. Um, and certainly 
one of my friends uh, just said to me, and that really resonated with me, once I make a post, I make sure that I would find it useful if I read it. And I just think that's very good because often my posts can be a little bit lifestyle-y and maybe just a bit like, oh, this is what I'm doing today, which I think is fine. But actually, overall, we need to make sure that what we're providing and what we're posting out there is is useful, don't we? Otherwise, what's the point? So that's something that really resonated with me and I'm going to take three to 2021. Excellent. I think that's, I think that's really good. And I'd say... I've kind of gone more down the angle with I I use Instagram especially for times when I'm not necessarily working. Obviously, like most people, when they're not working, but I've I've always kind of steered away from pushing out uh, nutritional messages. Not because I don't think I've got anything helpful to say, but I quite like in the camp of if they're going to come onto the page, I want to show them something maybe fun that I'm making in the kitchen or something that's that's good outdoors, walking dogs or something like that. Uh, or a, a dish that we've made from scratch or Brani's made from scratch that, okay, might not have the healthiest profile, but you can see we've, we've I don't know, let's say my latest post has been a pizza, a cheese pizza. She's made it from scratch. It looks good. It's obviously something I don't eat every day, but on a Saturday night, I post that up. You can see the cheese bubbling, things like that. So what you said there does resonate with me because I think when I do post, I try and think, oh, if someone's going to land on my page, I hope they they smile a little bit or they, they see something that they quite like just to break the mould up a little bit of their day or to show a little bit of my side of things when I'm trying to enjoy myself and I've got a bit of free time. So um, it is, yeah, it is interesting, like you said, trying to add value in different ways with with the social media. And I always say I take my hat off to the performance nutritionists or dietitians or nutritional therapists that use uh, Instagram and things like that and are you know constantly putting out lots of really good evidence-based information and you know I'll look at it and save a lot of it down as well and 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 use it you know if I'm honest so uh, there's just different levels to it isn't there and and I think it's it's good to have these discussions because everything's so fast and we're so busy the useful thing about podcasts is we can tease out some of these things and it's it's I'm always interested to hear when I when I meet someone like yourself who's who's obviously grown grown a follower base has a really interesting account lots of things to say you know what your mindset is behind it and how you go about just basically cultivating all the content and then thinking a lot about what you're posting too because we never really see that do you you just you, you obviously see the content the post and then you don't know how much time is going into it considering you're already very busy aren't you so um it clearly it clearly it's, mean, it's means means a lot true. yeah yeah no that's it's it. very true it does take up a lot of time i think like you say to cultivate these posts even if you are just posting something like lifestyle wise you want to make sure that it's yeah got something that, that can add value and make someone smile as well and i, I think yeah I, I don't think there's a right answer apart from the fact that i should have given myself some accountability back at university and started it earlier because I find it really really helpful for me to just keep going keep my accountability and if people want to join on the way then I'm very 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 grateful definitely I don't know I don't think you should beat yourself up I was you know I'm still a bit of a knuckle dragger now but to be fair if I had some kind of account like this at university (laughs) it could have gone it could have definitely gone Pete Tong it would have been a bit of a mess I don't think I'd have been posting the right you know appropriate (laughs) stuff 
looking back, like I was at, yeah, when I did two, 2009, 2011 when I did my undergrad. So, yeah, I think it's probably good that I wasn't using Instagram in the way that I am now and <laughs> all of the stories and all the functionalities and things. I, uh, but anyway, yeah, now nah, it's all... Say the same. Rugby socials need to stay off Instagram. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Right. I think on that bombshell, we'll, we'll move away from those things. Look, Sarah, it's, it's, it's excellent to grab you on a week off and to, to just dig into, a f- you know, a few of the sides of things that you do. Like you said, the public facing stuff, the gym medic, your GP work, your work with Worcester Warriors women. It's, it's been brilliant. So is there anything else you'd like to signpost the listeners to? I'll pop in the Instagram um, I know there's a link tree in there with your with your website and, and YouTube videos and various other things. Is there anything else you'd like to let the listeners know about? No, just I guess say uh, if there's anything particularly that you've been interested in, then feel free to drop me a message and ask about it. Or if you have any thoughts about content that would be helpful for you to see, um, then then you know where I am. Give me a message. Excellente. Look, lovely people. It's brilliant to be back. Season four. We're nearing 150 episodes. So thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, then dive in and check out some of the other titles. If you're a loyal listener, then look, I hope you found this useful and we will speak to you soon. Have a great week. Have a great week.